0: welcome bride chillas and groom chillas groom chillas alicia let's uh, let's workshop that uh, you're listening to the save the date wedding podcast the number one wedding podcast hosted by author comedian and wedding advice giver alicia mccormick Bridesmaid Week, it is, and I have, I reckon, the most prime, key, awesome guest. I'm so excited. Jen Glance, you are, well, look, you're a pro bridesmaid. I've been called a virtual bridesmaid. You're the real deal. You physically go there. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on the show today. Oh, Jen, Bridesmaid for Hire is your business I uh, you probably told this story at least a gajillion times, but you have to share with my lovely people what the hell you do.
1: So this all started two years ago when I had a bunch of friends ask me to be a bridesmaid all at once, and my roommate said to me casually one day, she said, "You're a professional bridesmaid," and the lights just went off in my head, and I thought to myself, "You know what? I can turn this into a business, and I could offer women a service that sometimes their friends can't provide them." But myself as a prof- professional bridesmaid, I could be there for them. And that's how I started bridesmaid for hire.
0: Well, can I just say as someone that works in the media, uh, you're a, a bloody pro at selling yourself and also this concept because straight away, you know, when I remember when I first read about you, I was like, man, this girl is clever. Cause this is exactly what people need, but also it's such a great, you know, media. It's so great for people to write about.
1: It is, you know, and I think the media is so fascinated with the story because there's nothing else out there like this. And, and aside from that, I think that people really enjoy hearing about a complete stranger putting on a polyester dress and walking down the aisle for a bride. I mean, I think people are just fascinated by the concept and want to hear more.
0: Oh, and okay, so let's take it back. So you've had the conversation with your friend. You've gone as an entrepreneurial gal. I know that we'll talk about what you do in your other day jobs as well. But how how did you make this a business?
1: Oh, my goodness. So (laughs) I am a poetry major. I had zero business experience. So in my head, I thought, oh, you know, it would be a great idea to start this business by testing the market and posting an ad on Craigslist. Of course you did. It was absurd. I mean, I never really even used Craigslist, but here I am on a Friday night. I posted an ad offering my professional bridesmaid services to strangers. I shut my computer and two days later, my inbox was flooded with requests from brides.
0: So, okay. Poetry major, massive kudos for you because that's amazing. So, you know, girl, I'm with you. So you, you open the, the computer and then you go, all right, people are up for this.
1: How do you go about being that girl? Yeah, and I I looked myself in the mirror and I said, (laughs) okay, poetry major, it's time to put on that business hat of yours and figure this out. And it was that simple, but also that difficult. And it's good to see, you know,
0: I love, I know when I started saying, I'm going to do a wedding podcast, I met people going, what?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try telling people you're going to be a professional bridesmaid their eyes roll to the back of their head and they're like, I think you need a little bit of mental help and a really <laughs> different job.
0: But you're the sort of, sort of girl I want to sit next to at a dinner party and then <laughs> do exactly what I'm doing right now. This is why we're working well together. So, okay, what was the
1: first gig like? Well, my first friend I ever worked with, her name was Ashley, and she was from a small town in Minnesota. And I, you know, got on a plane. I flew to Minnesota on a Friday night. The plane lands, and I was like – Oh my God, you know, what are you doing? This was all an idea in my head. I had never done it before for a stranger, but you know, I found myself in Minnesota about to meet somebody and walk down the aisle for her the very next day, and it was insane. Um, But I did it, and when I went back to the airport on my ride home to New York, I said to myself, this is why I started it. This is why people need it. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life proving to the world that this is not a crazy idea, but this is something that brides all over the world desperately need for their wedding. So let's go.
0: Ashley, what did she say to you that made you go, you're my first gal. You need the help. I'm getting on a plane to Minnesota. We're making this happen.
1: Oh, Ashley's email to me said it very, very boldly and very clearly. She had just fired her maid of honor. And this was two months before her wedding. And I thought to myself you know, it's not even weird to me that she fired her maid of honor. I've been a bridesmaid for my friends so many times where I've almost quit or they've almost fired me. You know, I mean, it's just a natural thing when you have a wedding party that you argue with your bridesmaids that friendships are torn apart a little bit. In her situation, her maid of honor was just absent. She wasn't there for her. She made her feel bad about things. So Ashley really needed that girl to come in and support her for her wedding. And we worked together two months before her wedding virtually. Uh, and then I flew in soda in September to actually be there for her wedding
0: so for you is it more would do people want emotional help do they want uh let's tick this shit off a list sort of help or is it a mixture of things
1: It's definitely a mixture of things. I would say, number one, I'm their on-call therapist. I'm the person they text on a Sunday at 3 p.m. with you know a crazy situation they found themselves in. But I'm also the person that sets them up with a to-do list. I say, here's what you need to get done. Here's how you're going to do it. And I make them feel less overwhelmed because when you're doing it yourself, your head just wants to explode. You don't physically think you can get everything done. So I'm kind of like your bridal coach, but also your bridal therapist.
0: I like that. You sort of, you, again, I feel like I've slipped into this virtual version of you and, yeah. uh, but no one has my phone number.
1: Uh, that's a good thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I would, you know, people leave me voice messages now and I feel like that's as close as we're going to get. There's only so many hours in the day.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, listen, my entire life is about brides. Now I go on dates and in the middle of the date. My phone is blowing up as if there's an emergency and the guy will ask me what's going on. And I'll simply just say, the bride is showing me her wedding dress or she's showing me, you know, her centerpiece and to the bride, it's very urgent, but to other people in my life, it's like, why can't you put your phone away? You know, but it is a round the clock full-time job and you gotta love it or else this is not the industry. This is not the kind of job for you.
0: I totally agree. And I think it's also really, uh, from our perspective, is putting it in perspective for other people sometimes helps brides probably more than they could ever imagine.
1: I definitely agree with you because, you know, in in our case, we deal with brides all the time. But if this is the first time you're getting married, you know, you don't know how crazy you're being or you don't know what you should and shouldn't worry about. So I think brides come to me because I'm that honest perspective who has seen it all, done it all, and will do it all for them.
0: <laughs> Can I ask before we go back into actually I wanna hear the day to day stuff, what do when you go out on dates, you just mentioned you get your phone out, what are you what is the response from from your date when you're saying, Well, I'm a professional bridesmaid?
1: Oh goodness. I think yeah. it's totally ruined my dating life. I mean, <laughs> a lot of times the guys will sit down and the first question they ask me is, Oh, do you want to get married A S A P and uh-huh. I'm like, chill, you know, I-, I go to weddings every weekend for work. Of course I don't want to get married right now, you know? Um but a lot of times they say oh, you know, you're a wedding crasher. And I'm like, are you serious? Let me show you the blisters on my feet. I don't drink at weddings. I don't flirt with guys at weddings. You know, it's a job to me. So um, a lot of what I do on dates is a lot of, you know, going back and forth with them, trying to explain what I do, getting very defensive about it and letting them know that this is a serious gig. You know, it's not something I go to and down the bottle of champagne and and dance like a fool. You know, this is my full-time paying job. I'm just ticking 12 questions off the list now. No,
0: <laughs> I joke, I joke. I know that you take it very seriously and I love that you have, uh, you know, created this amazing business to actually help people because fundamentally you are there to to Ease the stress and also, I suppose, fill voids that some people don't have in their lives. Do you ever go to weddings and go, Oh, I'm sad that you don't have a real version of me in your life?
1: No, you know, the thing is, I don't find this sad at all because I think a lot of times what happens in all of our lives is we grow apart from our close friends, and that's just the way of the world. You know, our friends get married before us, they have kids, they move far away. We personally get so involved in our job that we lose a lot of friends and we, you know, we build our own lives. So it is common for us women to to grow up without that close wolf pack of friends. And I think that that's totally okay. But I think also you shouldn't feel alone on your wedding day. And if that means hiring a professional to make you feel confident and to be your gal pal, I don't see anything wrong with that.
0: I agree. And I think also if you have the, obviously you come with the benefit of experience, you're calm, you're not coming in with uh, expectations like some bridesmaids or maid chillers, as I like to refer to them, can do. It'd be lovely to have someone there that's sort of like, just like you, oh, let's all just take some breaths. Let's all relax.
1: Oh, yeah. And and I think, you know, in addition to that, I think that they're looking for that unbiased Mm -hmm. opinion. You know, sometimes when you ask your friends things, they know what to say to you. So you don't get upset. And also, sometimes you're scared to tell your friends things. I have brides call me a week before a day before their wedding and say they have cold feet, or say they're not sure if he's the right person. And I don't think they feel like they can tell their friends that because their friends might judge them. But I'm Jen, you know, I'm the person they hired, and I'm never going to judge them for an opinion or feeling like that. Oh, Jen, you're wonderful.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Honestly, I was so excited about doing this interview because I read the, you know, I've read all the press and I've been on the website. I've stalked you on the Instagrams and uh, I was like, you know what? This chick's got a genuine love for this, you know, poetry major. I think you found your calling.
1: (laughs) I think so too. You know, I, I, this is going to sound absurd, but I hate weddings. I hate the wedding industry. (laughs) I think it's all so awful and expensive and tells you what you should do and what you shouldn't do and I'm not part of the wedding industry. I like to separate myself and say that very clearly because I'm there for the people and I've always had this goal of helping out women in tough situations and unfortunately I think your wedding, though it is the happiest day of your life, it's also one of the hardest days of your life and that's why I'm doing this, not because I love weddings or I think weddings are magical. I just love people.
0: Yeah. And I do think you just said then about the happiest day of your life. I also feel really torn because I think we shouldn't place the expectations that this is the pinnacle of your whole existence on this one day, because I also think, fuck, I've had so many other, I mean, I love my wedding day, don't get me wrong, but we've had lots of other great days and I've had lots of other solo great experiences that I'd put up there. And I feel like we, and I agree with you, I don't feel like I'm a part of the biz per se, because... I don't know. I just talk for a living, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that's worth something. <laughs> yeah, but I don't sell anything. I don't really do. You know, I'm not part of trying to get people to put all their life savings into three hours of entertainment or something. But I do think that there's this this idea that we put so much pressure on people to make it this amazing thing that we should all just you know, pull the button out, push the button or what I'm trying to say is pop the balloon, whatever other cliche I could use and just go, fine, it is what it is. It's going to be a fun day. Just relax. It's going to be cool.
1: I agree with that, and I see all of the time that brides are actually incredibly miserable on their wedding day, and ah. I can predict it happening because they're looking all over the place. They're noticing things going wrong. They're upset at guests who are hanging out in the lobby over the dance floor. I mean, I see brides crying at their own wedding, and it's like the only reason why you're feeling like this is because there's so much pressure placed on you to have this magical day, but if everyone just walked into their wedding like it was a birthday party for themselves or just a typical mm-hmm. Saturday night after. they would have less expectations and just make the best of the start of the future with the person they're in love with
0: amen sister amen and I do think this idea that if you have the time on your wedding day to go around and inspect stuff and to figure out what's wrong with the day then you're probably not focused Your, your mindfulness your mental position is probably not where it should be
1: it's not, and a lot of times brides will text me after the wedding and say, "Oh, you know, how was it? And and what did you notice go wrong? And was this okay?" And I'm like, "You shouldn't even be asking me this because you should have just had a good time." And that's such a problem, and it actually scares me for my own personal wedding day. You know, whenever that happens, it's not in the near future, but um, I, I'm scared that I'm going to feel like that too. And because of that, it makes me question whether or not I even want to have a wedding. Well, and I'm we're going to talk about your future wedding. Uh, it's very very. Very
0: soon. Jen is bridesmaidforhire.com. She is the bridesmaidforhire.com. She's the gal. She's the gal who has all the answers. There'll be more with her after this very short break. Well, well, well. I mean, there's probably actually in all the media, Jen, I've been reading about you. Everyone goes back to the other uh, Catherine Heigl movie, blah, 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 blah. It, not blah, 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 but you're better than that, <laughs> can I just say? You're not running around with 140 dresses. But I do have to ask. What happens to all the dresses?
1: That is a great question. So I live in New York City and I live in the kind of apartment where I live in the living room with the fake wall up, which means (laughs) I don't have a real closet. My closet is the pantry. So a lot of my bridesmaid dresses are stuffed where the pasta is or underneath my bed or (laughs) under the couch. I do keep them all because I think that they all are kind of like treasures to me, but I don't plan on wearing any of them ever again.
0: I feel like you could do a great charity thing with them in the future. I
1: do, yeah. I, you know, I always tell my friends when they're bridesmaids, I'm like, okay, what is what's the dress that you need? Why don't you come over and search through all my dresses? I'm pretty sure I probably have it. So I lend out yeah. my dresses like crazy to my friends.
0: Oh my god, you're like rent the runway just from your own flat.
1: I am from my New York City apartment in the kitchen, yeah. I think
0: I've got something in the pantry here for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it sounds really sketchy, but when you open it up, there are a lot of dresses in there. I
0: love it so much. I love it. So... What are some of the more unusual requests that you have received over the past two years?
1: Oh my goodness, Uh, they've been insane. I mean, some of my most favorite yet traumatizing ones were (laughs) um, I've had to be a bodyguard for a bride who was scared that her ex-maid of honor was gonna come crash the wedding. Um, I've had to run around Las Vegas looking for a certain brand of tampon for a bride. Um, And my most favorite one is I did a wedding outdoors in a field and right before the bride walked down the aisle, I noticed that there were animal droppings up and down the aisle. So I removed them with my bare hands and that was um, something I will never, ever, ever forget. You were going the distance. That is not something
0: even the genuine, like, close friends have known for 100 years would do. So,
1: I, I think people were looking at me like, you know, this girl really has a lot of courage for doing that. And I I think that they gave me a nice tip afterward because I saved, I saved the bride's wedding dress and, you know, without, without me, it would have been a ruined for life.
0: So what is, what is the vibe that when you turn up and obviously well, not obviously, I don't want to put words into you, Matthew, but you've had a relationship with brides prior to the wedding. You're not just turning up on the day and going, hello, I'm Jen, are you? It's, it, there's, there's a pre-existing thing happening. Oh,
1: definitely, yeah. I get to know brides for up to, uh, you know, 11 months to three months before the wedding. We have virtual sessions together either weekly or monthly where I help them with everything from their to-do list, challenges that they have. But more importantly, we build a friendship, we build a relationship. Uh, it's never show up and, you know, it's handshake them. Um, it show up and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe we're finally meeting. So there is a relationship that's built. And because of that, you know, we do stay friends after we become real friends after the wedding. Oh, that's adorable. And what are the, what are the other bridesmaids think of you? Do you get, are you always warmly
0: received? Is it sketchy sometimes?
1: You can tell me. (laughs) So yeah, there's there's two situations that happen. You know, the first one is where the bride tells nobody that she hired me, so the only person that knows is her and I, and therefore the bridesmaids are just kind of wondering who I am and where I came from and why they've never met me before, which is always very awkward. Um, but then there's a situation where the bridesmaids know I'm hired and they're wondering why their friend had to invest in a person to be there. But 30 minutes into the you know morning of getting ready, when I'm doing the dirty work and they can sit back and you know sip champagne and get their hair done, I think they're thrilled that there's somebody there to take on the dirty work so that they can have a good time.
0: So do you think you've become sort of like, with picking up the animal poo and also, you know, doing the things that some bridesmaids either wouldn't even know that they should be doing, because this is part of my message always, if you don't communicate with your, your crew, it's really hard for a lot of people, if they haven't done it before, to know what they're supposed to be doing. But Do you think you've sort of become almost like an extension of the wedding planner, but closer you know while they're running around dealing with catering you're dealing with I don't know buying the tampons that they need
1: definitely you know I like to say that I'm very different from a wedding planner because the wedding planner is helping to plan they're helping with the vendors and the venue and I'm strictly there for the people but just like having a wedding planner I think having a professional bridesmaid is something every bride could benefit from whether or not you want me to actually put on the dress and walk down the aisle or you want me to stay behind the scenes I think it's a role that doesn't hurt anybody if anything if benefits if it's you, the bridal party, the mother of the bride, the mother of the groom, and anybody else who just needs an extra pair of hands and a calming force in the room. Do you, the mother-in-law and the mothers, do they ever unload on you? Do they tell you things that, you think, oh my God, what have you just said to me? Yes, I think that everybody tells me things where it's like, yeah. you know, I can't believe they're they're saying this. But you know, sometimes the mother of the brides actually hire me for their daughters because they see this as a service that the daughter could benefit from. So a lot of times, this is a gift from the mother to the daughter, which I think is kind of cool. I think it's really cool, and I also think, like you said, it's like the third party that
0: isn't. Associated with the other bridesmaids, and I always sort of struggle with this idea that we'll not struggle I try and connect with my lovely bride chillers by saying you are inviting a lot of the times your friends from all different stages of your life and you're asking them to come together and that doesn't always necessarily mean they're all going to love each other or get along or gel in a certain way and sometimes they do know each other but I love this that you're a third party that comes in without any of the baggage that comes with Friendship and also uniting people. I think it's actually, it's well obviously a clever business model, but also emotionally for all of the parties involved, it could be a really good way to balance all those sort of vibes out.
1: Definitely. You know, it's kind of like when you do throw a birthday party for yourself and you're inviting work friends and you're inviting friends from kindergarten, but you're also inviting friends that you met last year and everyone comes together. You as the host has to pull everyone together and make sure there's no drama and make sure no one's rolling their eyes at somebody else. And the same happens on your wedding day. But you as the bride really don't have the emotional capacity to step in and make sure everyone's gelling together or to ask this person to do a task that is going to make them, you know, kind of hate you for that. Um, (laughs) So having me there, you know, another aspect of what I'm there for is to be the social director, to pull everybody together, to make sure bridesmaid one isn't going to hit bridesmaid five by Uh the end of the night. So that's definitely one of my responsibilities is to make sure everyone's getting along. And to tell you the truth, you know, it's rare that a bridal party does get along there's usually a problem or two that happens
0: every well I was gonna say I haven't been in heaps of weddings but I've been to lots of weddings and I couldn't agree with you more there always seems to be some sort of drama whether it's a big thing or not someone thinks the day's about them when it's not or they've just had a breakup and they're devastated but they've got to get up and do the gig I mean there's always something that's happening
1: because stuff happens in life doesn't it we can't control oh yeah yeah it does and weddings are an extremely emotional time for everybody involved so it's it's honestly gonna happen where you know somebody gets their feelings hurt or somebody's just upset or someone comes to the wedding with a bad attitude and ruins the whole day for everyone else I mean we're all human and and weddings are no exception for us not to act human which means we make mistakes we start fights for no reason and we get emotional and and that happens all of the time at weddings
0: if you could give advice this is bridesmaid week we are talking talking specifically about how to help our maid chillers be the best that they can be and also how not to be an asshole to your maid chillers because I think a lot of people think that they're your personal slaves and that's not simply the case but how can we help our lovely bride chillers and groom chillers listening now to be better hosts to be the leader of the pack as you would say and get things done without losing your mind and your friendships?
1: I would say, you know, if you are a bridesmaid, the best thing you can do is to just be there for the bride. And instead of asking, Hey, you know, what can I help with? That's like the worst question you could ever ask a person instead, just help with what's needed and just make sure that she's staying calm and that you're not contributing to any external situations or stress that's happening. And I think if you're the bride, you know, the best thing you can do is remember the purpose of having bridesmaids and the purpose of having bridesmaids like you said, isn't to send them to CVS to go buy you eyelash glue and isn't to you know make them figure (laughs) out transportation because you forgot last minute. The purpose of having bridesmaids there is to help you celebrate this amazing accomplishment in your life. Transportation because you forgot last minute. The purpose of having bridesmaids there is to help you celebrate this amazing accomplishment in your life. And I think if you keep that in perspective, then you'll treat your bridesmaids with respect. And at the end of the wedding, you'll still have your friends.
0: Yeah, because ultimately, that's what you want to come out with. The friendship intact, having great memories, and not them secretly needing six months off your presence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you're lucky. I mean, I've seen some times where, you know, brides never talk to the bridesmaids ever again. And and it's just, you know, you would never guess that a wedding could ruin a friendship. It could ruin a relationship. But yet it does so often.
0: Have you ever had to take another bridesmaid aside and go, listen, I'm going to need you to pick up your game and stop being a jerk.
1: I have, you know, not only have I had to do that, but I've often had to ask a bridesmaid just to kind of leave for a little while because it wasn't mm-hmm. beneficial for her to be in the room. So, you know, sometimes I'll be frank about it and say, Hey, you know, would you mind taking a walk around the hotel, and maybe coming back in 30 minutes, or I'll just give them a task to do and keep them busy that way. Like, you know, Hey, can you help me seam the dresses? And I'll take them aside and keep them busy just so that they don't, you know, get on the bride's nerve or, you know, get them busy that way. Like, you know, "Hey." can you help me seam the dresses and I'll take them aside and keep them busy just so that they don't you know get on the bride's nerve or you know stress her out anymore for a couple hours before the wedding okay well that's
0: great because I love that you give them a task because that's a nice way just to say and that may be for people that can't use your services but perhaps are a bridesmaid or a bride who are in a similar situation that's a really good way to not antagonize the situation but also just to go go away for a couple of minutes relax don't be an idiot.
1: Definitely. And sometimes, you know, people just need their space. And I think when the bride's getting ready at a certain point, it's perfectly okay for the bridesmaids to just kind of leave the room for a little and do their own thing. I think everyone needs a little bit of space on the mm. wedding day. So never feel bad about disappearing for a little while as long as you tell the bride where you're yes, going to That's be. a very
0: good point. Just don't take off and freak everyone out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Don't head to the bar too early. That's also important.
0: <laughs> do you find uh, well, in your experience as the professional bridesmaid, do you find that people are having much bigger weddings or smaller weddings? What are you seeing? Because you get to go to the weddings. I just get to talk about them. So I feel like you are like you're doing some supermarket research. What are you seeing that you love, that you don't love, that you could just leave down at the corner?
1: So I think that people, a couple people are really trying to push the limits with how much they're spending on weddings and they're going into debt. And I think that that's awful. You know, I think the trend used to be that the bride's parents paid for the wedding, but more and more, it's actually the couple who's paying for the wedding. And I always respect that because when the couple pays for the wedding, they plan a wedding that's about them. And I think one of the major trends I'm seeing is people kicking out those old school traditions that they don't even know the reasons behind, whether it's wearing a veil or waiting for the first look to happen at the ceremony or, you know, even wearing a white dress. I think people are kind of kicking away from things that they don't even understand or that are too expensive and starting to plan weddings that are all about them. And I love that. I love that too.
0: And I, and I'm a big advocate of ditching traditions that don't have meaning to you. I just think it's silly that we continue to perpetuate these ideas that if you ask someone and say, what is, why are you wearing a garter? Well, or you know, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, just vomited a little bit, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but it's true to go, why the heck, what does that mean for you?
1: Well, you know, my, Least favorite tradition as the always single bridesmaid is the bouquet toss. And to me, that's just like so old school. It's offensive. I go to weddings (laughs) for my friends, and I'm literally the only single person on the dance floor, and I still have to try and catch it. And it's almost like a game, and it's awful. I mean, that's so old school. There's no purpose to it. Instead of making us catch the bouquet, you know. Just don't even bring up who's single and just go along with the evening. Nobody wants to be called out like that anymore. Oh my god, Jen, I have been the the uh, one of
0: two single girls at my friend Cat's wedding and I was like, "All right, I have to fucking do this because yeah. it's expected <laughs> of me." And I still remember and it was just after I I had canceled my wedding.
1: <gasps> oh no. Oh yeah.
0: Look, it's fine. I'm married to a better guy. I upgraded. But um, thank you. Uh, But you know, and here's the weird thing that my friend Kath was getting married at exactly the same venue two months later than my other wedding. So, you know, it was a comedy of errors. Fabulous wedding, by the way. She really did a great job. And I really enjoyed it but also there was an element of like oh fuck I'm not getting married and now I have to catch this fucking thing because I was supposed to be getting married and now I'm catching this bouquet so you know it probably was the more dramatic
1: example of that
0: sort of situation, but it was like, all right, here we go. Freak show alert.
1: You know yeah. what? When I was 22 and I was standing on that dance floor, all I wanted to do was catch the bouquet because I Hell thought, yeah. I thought it was good luck, but now <laughs> I'm almost 28 and I've caught it 15 times and I'm more <gasps> single than I've ever have been in my life. And all I could think about is that it's the most mortifying part of a wedding. And every time it happens, I try so, so, so hard not to catch it, but it, always comes my way and it's just like you know it's not even it's not good luck it's just a sick joke at this point for everybody but me and I just wish it would stop well Jen I'm gonna say let's say every time that you catch
0: that damn bouquet it means more good business is coming your way
1: I sure hope so that's what I'm gonna start thinking about when that yeah. bouquet's in my arms from now on it's another bride it's another bride it's another <laughs> Cash it in
0: my pocket bitches that's how I want it. If I can give you anything out of this experience, it is that idea that you have to just go and go, listen, I'm gonna I'm building an empire, get fucked everyone else.
1: I love that. Because right now I'm just thinking, oh great, that means another ten bad dates this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're a champion.
0: I just am truly delighted to have spent this time with you, Jen. And I look, I have about another hundred and fifty questions. So I feel like we should definitely do this again
1: if you're up for it. I would love to. This was so, so, so much fun. It's, and look, I know that my listeners will
0: have many questions for you. So let's open the door there to say if you have a bridesmaid specific question, I know that Jen can answer it for you. So visit save the Date podcast.com And if you would like more information, I'm going to let you plug your own stuff, lady. Go for it.
1: Sure. So if you want to chat with me, you can email me at Jen at BridesmaidForHire.com. Find us on Instagram, BridesmaidForHire, or check us out on the internet, BridesmaidForHire.com. I I do love your Instagram account because we get to see a little
0: window into all the different weddings. And you're trying, I love when you find extra seats on the plane and you put up your sword.
1: Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm writing a book about this whole adventure it's coming out. It's coming out next year. It's called Always a Bridesmaid for Hire. And it's going to be filled with all of these behind the scenes stories that are sometimes too embarrassing to actually speak out loud. So, well, I'm going to say already, I'm booking you to promote that. And I'm going to do a massive book giveaway. And oh. all of
0: my bride chillers are going to. Look at me inviting myself to give away your book before you've even bought it out. But I think it's perfect for this show. Thank you. I can't wait for it to come out next year. And just quickly before we go, tell me a little bit about the packages that you offer, because I think there will be people listening going, how can I get this lady in my life? What What is the process?
1: Sure. So we have a couple of different packages. I'll start with the virtual bridesmaid package where we just work together virtually on a weekly or monthly basis. I help you with your to-do list, I'm your therapist, I'm there for you across the, you know, across the world no matter where you are. I have a behind the scenes package where we also work together virtually and I show up on your wedding day but just behind the scenes to make sure you and your bridal party have everything they need. And I have an in-person package where I'm walking down the aisle bridesmaid by your side, I wear the dress, I stand up at the altar with you, uh, and I'm there to make sure that your wedding is everything you've ever wanted it. But I also have a bridesmaid boot camp class. I have a how to not hate your wedding package for brides who are ready to elope. Uh, And I have a how to not hate being a bridesmaid package for bridesmaids who are just so stressed out with the idea of taking on this role again.
0: Yeah. And that is a really good package because I think there are lots of perpetual bridesmaids who are just like, oh, for the love of God, here we go again. Oh,
1: yeah. And they have to do it another 10 times in the next two years. So they're ready to pull their hair out. But that's when they come to me and I make them realize how to love it and how to say no to things that are going to put them into debt as a bridesmaid. Yes. Oh Well, that feels like a whole nother episode. Oh, yeah. I just feel
0: like, yeah. So this, okay, well, we're going to book that in because (laughs) this is I feel very strongly about people financially pressuring other people in their lives, whether it be bridesmaids, mother-in-laws, whatever. There are so many people that go to spend the extra money. And you're like, no, actually, I'd rather eat or pay my rent. So I couldn't agree more.
1: Oh, yeah. Being a bridesmaid is incredibly expensive. And if you're a perpetual bridesmaid, you will go into debt just trying to afford the $300 dress and the $700 bachelor party. But you need to learn how to say no and do only what you can afford. Fantastic. Jen, thank you so much for sharing this time with us.
0: And uh, being the highlight of Bridesmaid Week on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, I can't wait to speak with you again and uh, learn more of your wonderful insights and read that book. Oh, my
1: gosh. (laughs) thank you so much this was so much fun thank you guys for having me my pleasure happy days yay